You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Squarespace offers websites, online stores, marketing tools, and analytics. Basically, your one-stop shop for creating an online business or website. Squarespace has got so much to offer. I can't recommend this platform enough, Tom. Not only do they have options to personalize your website by adding ad videos and social media accounts, Mm. they also have helpful blogging tools, analytics, and email campaigns that can help grow and engage your audience. Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash onion to save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. William, we're here. Yes, we are. We're back. And we're in a mad rush because we've had so many correspondents this week and we don't have a huge amount of time because we've got a fantastic guest. We've got a ton of stuff to get through. In what order should we do it? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What do you think? Dom, you've hit the road proverbially running. I'm excited. I've been, I've been drinking a little bit of this scarlet um, male cow drink. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got me quite excited. I can see that. Well, mm. The show will be done in about 12 minutes where you're going. Yeah, I uh, on the uh, Worldwide Interfeeds yes. uh, this week, I mentioned that I made a good scrambled egg uh, dish. Have you had my scrambled eggs? I've never, I've, I haven't. I'd love to scramble my eggs for you. I'll tell you something before we get into your recipe, Please. which uh, I'm sure is absolutely It's delicious. superb. Go on. You have another strange uh, thing about you, Dom. Uh, and there's many. Thank you. But um, one of them is you you don't like people cooking you eggs. I don't really like people who I don't know cooking me eggs, but there's a strange thing there because I seem to be okay with it in a restaurant, and clearly I don't know all the chefs. But if I'm over at someone's house, yeah. I'd, I'd be more than delighted to have you cook me breakfast okay. that included eggs, or your wife, even your son, because I, I'm, I'm, I know you guys. But like if you and I went over to a friend's house yeah. that I didn't know and they were like, I'd say hey, a friend of mine. Just a friend we've gone surfing with and they're like, hey, I'll make a quick breakfast for us. Does everyone like scrambled eggs? I'd be like, not for me. I'll just have the toast. Weird that. Weird. It? Strange. Let me give you my scrambled egg thing. Right, hold on till I get settled then. Which I can't take full credit for because A, this is how my mum and dad have always made scrambled eggs. And B, this is how Gordon Ramsay did it. So when I pitched my mum and dad the Gordon Ramsay scrambled eggs, my mum and dad went, oh, we've been doing that for years. That's not a Gordon Ramsay thing. So this is the mistake that people make with scrambled eggs. I didn't know people made mistakes. Yeah, you can make a terrible grave error with scrambled eggs. You don't 
cook your scrambled eggs in a frying pan. Wait a no, minute. No, you don't do it because this is what happens. They cook at a very accelerated rate. They get powdery and dry and separated because the pan is shallow and it gets very hot. Right. Okay. And, and you're not supposed to do that. This is how you cook scrambled eggs. And let me tell you, this is amazing. The kill. When, when you serve the scrambled eggs, they're all fluffy and light, but also have a tiny little bit of, I call it, on the turn. You know, they're not okay. quite fully okay. like solidified. So you get a deep saucepan, not just a one saucepan that's for a bowl of soup, but maybe yeah. a slightly bigger saucepan that maybe you'd make three or four bowls of soup in. Right? Oh, right. Or maybe five boiled eggs. Five boiled eggs, let's say. Carry on. Crack three scrambled eggs. If you're hungry, you can put four in there or even five if you're a big strong man. But let's say three scrambled eggs, right? On a low heat. Low heat, William. Are you you breaking them right into the saucepan You're breaking them right. You're not whisking them in a bowl. No, no, no. Honestly, trust me. This this is uh, another thing that Gordon Ramsay said. If you, if you whisk them in a bowl... I always do that. No, you shouldn't. You're already breaking up all of the flavors in the scrambled eggs, and you want to do that slowly over time. Carry okay? on. So, crack the eggs on the side of the pan, on the saucepan, into the thing, into the thing. That's three of them, into the thing. Yeah. And you stir on a low heat with a wooden spoon, constantly stirring. You want to get that thing kind of a little fluffy and full of bubbles and aerated. 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 Oxygenated. Oxygenated. That's what they'd say in the restaurant world, right? Right. As soon as it starts to maybe change, (laughs) as soon as it starts to maybe change the consistency from completely raw Raw to to starting to stick to the pan and stick together a little bit, you take, and I'm using this word correctly here, a knob, a knob of butter. Right. Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, I would say three quarters of a tablespoon or a tablespoon if you're feeling cheeky. Ooh, a large knob. A, a big knob. Now, <laughs> now that cools down the eggs. Of course it okay, does. Okay, so now you're asking the eggs to slightly cook, then cool down. Oh. Slightly cook, then cool down. You're keeping these flavors in the eggs, right? Stir in the butter. Stir, it melts. Spoon. Again, once the eggs heat up, Take half of the pan off the heat. Oh. So it's cooling down again, heating up, cooling down. You want to do that over the course of about six or seven minutes. So maybe wait a few minutes to put the toast in. And as the toast is getting ready to be finished, that's when you're finishing off your scrambled eggs, right? Now, what Gordon Ramsay does, I don't do this, but I'm sure it's a great thing. As the scrambled eggs is done, you can put a little dollop of creme fraiche in there. No, not oh, for no, me. Not for you, not William. For me. Watch, watching your hips. Or, or a, little, uh, a, a little bit of uh, heavy cream. Oh, heavy cream. No, you that, don't. Yeah. Now, William, you're going to disagree with me here as well. But mm-hmm. this comes straight from the top of mm-hmm. most of the popper most. Gordon Ramsay and Austin and Maureen. You don't season your scrambled eggs until the last minute. Okay. So as it's all finishing and it's got the consistency of maybe a, a porridge, you okay. know, half liquid, half solid. Yeah. You've got maybe 30 seconds left of the yeah. mixture. Black pepper, salt, stir it all in, and then get it straight on your toast. And eat it. And eat it. Ramsey said something about the salt, that the salt will do something to, it's either the flavor or the consistency of the eggs, and you don't want to do it until the last minute. Maybe it binds together quicker if you salt it or something. I've cooked eggs, uh, scrambled eggs for years in a frying pan, and it's fine, yeah. and it's yeah, fast. It's all right. yeah. But after three minutes, they're done, and they're all mm-hmm. separated and not great. 
Uh, maybe because I'm coming to your house at the weekend. Maybe we'll do a little scrambled eggs treat at the weekend. I'll tell you, you, will I'll love tell you it. what we'll do then. If you do that, I will bake a loaf <gasps> so we can have fresh toast, your scrambled eggs. Do you know what I'm putting on the side of mine? I don't care what you're doing. Go on. Jardinera. Oh, William, what a treat, the Jardinera. That might be one of the best things we've ever eaten on Billion Dollar Meat the World. And if you're feeling saucy, you put some Marmite on your toast, but that's... That's up to perfect. yourself, that. That's All right, we're done with the scrambled eggs. We've got more stuff that to do. That was fantastic, Dom. I'm going, to try, I'm going to try that. I'll let you do it at the weekend, but then I'll try it after that But myself. if I could, and I don't yeah. want to be demonstrative about this, no. if I could have you in the kitchen watching... Yeah. Just so that I don't give it to you and go, there you go, that was the method. Have you in there going, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Oh, I see, I see. I'd like that. And you don't mind me when you whip Shadowing out, me. When you whip out your knob or anything. <laughs> I'd be butter. more than delighted. Would you? you? Yeah. All right, then carry on. Peeling the onion. We've had some fantastic suggestions for where to put the singular swear word in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Have you got some knockout ones there? That's one of the best things that you've brought Isn't it up. Brilliant? I love it. I love it. It too. makes me. I go in. I go into our YouTube and our um, and our Instagrams for the Friendship Onion, and uh, there's some some brilliant ones. I think we it need, makes me laugh in the house it makes out me loud laugh too. But I think we need to separate it into funny, ridiculous swear word that just makes us laugh. And a swear word that actually makes sense in yeah. the film, like the Eowyn to the Witch King. I yeah. am no <laughs> No, I am no man. <laughs> that would so, have changed the whole thing. Changed it. Or possibly even Aragorn running into the final battle for fing Frodo. I mean, that kind of that could work as a serious I thing. I don't know. No? I think I think some of the army, some of the army of the dead would have said, Oh, well, that's yeah, quite funny, that. All right. Well, what have you got? Because I've got some. Right, here's one then. Hit me. This one is from Casa La Maca. Oh, hello. What about that? Casa Malaca. And he says when Aragorn is throwing Gimli in Helm's Deep, and he says, don't tell the f elf. <laughs> Brilliant. Love like that. It. Love that. All right. What have I got? I mean, a classic one here from Sarah Louisa Lefay. Um, Gandalf falling into the uh, Balrog's pit. Fly, you fools. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. I like it. Yep. And um, and you, you've heard the theory that um, Gandalf was actually telling us to get the eagles at that point. Mm. He was he was about to tell us and then he had to fight the Balrog and then he fly. says, oh, fly, you fools. It's an interesting thing. I've heard that before. Right, hold on. And we now, need to put the eagle thing to bed at some point, but maybe that's a later thing. Never take an eagle to bed. No, never. The talons will, will rip, <laughs> rip your, your eyes out. But... Everyone has said to us over the years, why didn't Frodo, mm. even just Frodo, just get picked up by an eagle, yeah. flown over yeah. the Mount Doom thing and dropped in it? It's not how it works. It's not, uh, it's not as easy as that. No, it's not. For one thing, there's no drama then. Well, yeah, you can no say story. that about any show. It's a sentence. But also, we needed the fellowship, as it were, to create so many distractions so that exactly. Sauron didn't know which halfling he was looking for. And if his eye was looking right at an eagle <laughs> flying across, he'd have get rid of that. Eagle. Create a storm in itself. Hold on, Dom. I've got one here, but I've written it in such a way that I can't read it. Oh. Not the actual quote, just the name. That's a shame. Um, it's Twilight Half, maybe Elf, mm. maybe Huff, mm. Twilight something. It's a shame you can't read your own writing. Isn't that? Should have been adopted. I know, I mm. should have. I would have been very good, I think. Mm. Mm. What's wrong with you? I'm just feeling nervous, you know, just a general sense of nervousness. Well, just 
Take a couple of these. Ooh. Scramble some eggs. You'll be all right. Do you know, I went to school with a guy called Richard who became a doctor and his last name is Body. Dr. Body. Isn't that great? That's good. Yeah. Dick Body. <laughs> Dick Body, yeah. Hey, Moving so on. Twilight Half, Health, Half, Elf uh-huh. said, um, said, and this is a good one, and I forget who, uh, but who's the name of the elf that dies in Helm's Deep? Is it Haldir? Haldir, brilliant. Yeah. So this is a Haldir one because I love Craig that Parker, character. Lovely Craig, Craig Parker, lovely Craig Parker. He's brilliant. Yeah, good snowboarder, remember? He's a great actor. Yeah, he's fantastic. And uh, I really liked Haldir. I liked him too. He says, the dwarf breathes so loud we could have shot him in the f***ing dark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. That's great. Here's one from, from Susan underscore French X. And I think this sits in the category of you could actually use this and it would work in the film. Go. Arwen, yep, to the Nazgul. If you want him, come and f-ing claim him. <gasps> that works. But I couldn't see her. She's such a sweet. Oh, lady. she yeah, live very rarely. Spares, isn't she? <laughs> uh, got for, any more? Yeah, I've got a few. Neil Mackenzie five. Uh, Sam to uh, Gollum. <laughs> Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. I had one the other day. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sean would have nailed that. I would have killed brilliant. it. I would have killed it. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I, heard, I heard one the other day that was great, which is you and I after we've um, after we drank the end, end draft, <laughs> where I say I'm the f- tall one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of people. We'll that, come back to it then. Yeah, you that, give us one more. Well, there's a lot of people uh, that have said you shall not. F- Pass. Oh, yeah. There's, okay. there's oh, probably yeah. 15 or 20 here. Yeah. But I'll do one last one here. There's a lot of people that have said when Vigo breaks his toe, he should just go, f- <laughs> which would have been a great one. <laughs> he probably did. Um, uh, <laughs> is it Gandalf who, oh, it is, when, when Legolas and Gandalf the White now and Aragorn and Gimli Meet us at Isengard. At Isengard, yeah. I think under his breath, Gandalf goes, hobbits. All right, we'll do more next week. Please send them in. It's so much fun reading them out. Hey. Hey, what next? Uh, I think we've got some voicemails, I think. Hey, guys, this is Remy here from France. Bonjour. Congrats on the show, it's great. Now check this out. And what would a ranger know of this matter? This is no mere ranger, you stupid c***. Brilliant. Nice one, Remy. Oh, Remy, that was that was pretty full on. Taters. Yeah. Um, that's that a good. great one. Very good. Yeah, so that's great if you can do a performance in the voicemail with your swear words. Oh, we would, say magnifique. We, <laughs> we would love that. Um, now, a few weeks ago, on Billy and Dom Eat the World, we had a chili crunch paste called Momofuku. Oh. And we have found the person that sent it to us. It's Katie Graves. From oh, yeah. Katzenville in MD. MD. My. She's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, MD Minnesota. No. Minnesota. No, M- John? Oh, he's not got a mic. Yes, he has. Maryland. 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 We, we've, this is very popular in Maryland. They make cookies, don't they? We, in, in Britain, we say Maryland, don't they? Yeah. But they do a kind of Maryland. 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 Um, and Katie says, I'm the one who sent you the Momofuku <gasps> Chili Crunch, and I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Please be well. 
Uh, P.S. My family adopted a pair of mischievous young cats from a shelter this weekend. So, of course, we named them Merry and Pippin. Ah, that's a beautiful thing. Fantastic. I love it. Oh, I do love that sound. Oh, yes, the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. For all of you that don't know, our very own The Friendship Onion website is powered by... Shopify. It is. We absolutely love Shopify. Without it, our lovely fans would have no way of receiving our Friendship Onion merchandise. Like ours, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. It is an absolutely brilliant setup that they have done. It's absolutely true. Shopify gains insight as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. It's really more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash onion, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get your full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash onion right now. Shopify.com slash onion. So, when I work out, and even when I don't work out, I like to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was very excited when I found Viore. They offer premium performance apparel, all inspired by the active coastal coastline of California. Yeah, I love them too, Billy. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. They're so comfortable. I want to wear them all the time. Seriously, it's more comfortable than whatever you are wearing right now. That's true. Their clothing really is brilliant. You can use it for any sport, running. Uh, I've got the, the surf shorts, which mm. are fantastic. Any sport that you can think of, and they're so good that you can wear them anytime you want. Yeah, Viore is also 100% offsetting their carbon footprint by utilizing better sustainable materials for their products, empowering your best active life. Feel good about the things you buy and also how they're made. The men's Sunday performance jogger is a perfect lounge and work jogger. I'd wear them every day if I could, and sometimes I do. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash onion. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash onion. And not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash onion and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. We've also had a ton of suggestions from people asking us to get in touch with the actual person who makes Momofuku and have them on as a guest. So if anyone knows the person who makes Momofuku Chili Crunch, we'd love to have them on as a guest. Please let us know. Now, emergency bracelet. Emergency bracelet, mm. which um, my son is now still wearing as Hi, a belt. He, uh, we still don't know who sent it. Mm. So we need some help out there. If you know, or if you're the person who sent us the emergency bracelets and emergency key rings, could you let us know by sending an email to thefriendshiponion at castmedia.com or send a, a, a voicemail at speakpipe.com forward slash thefriendshiponion. Yes, and while you're at it, if you can rate, review, and specifically subscribe to our podcast, it puts us in a place of being able to make 
more and more podcasts. Yeah, just do it. The whole subscription thing is really key, you guys. Because then you don't have to go look for it. It just shows up in your phone. And uh, we can make more and more episodes. And who, what, what, how, what, how, what, how, 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 for the people that watch it on YouTube, uh, this, uh, how important is the likes? I'm actually asking you, Dom. Yeah, likes are very important. I would think it's the same as the podcast thing where it allows people to see our podcast more and more the amount of likes that we get. Well, so, could you could you like it out there? Because people are... Uh, I noticed one of the comments said, how, however many thousand have watched it, there was only like 800 likes. Come on, And guys. somebody says, why, why has this got so few likes? Just like it. Oh, just press the like. It's got a thumbs up thing. Yeah, as you're watching it, just put shadow your little mouse over the thumbs up and just click it. It takes... I mean, a fraction of a second. I did. I liked it. I watched a bit that you did, and I thought I liked that. And oh, I liked what, it. Were any bit in space? Nah, I've forgotten. I was. I did actually have a, a, a song that maybe we can use for housekeeping. Go. To, to the uh, melody of uh, Moon River. We've been doing a whole oh, bunch yeah. of housekeeping, but maybe we use it next week, which goes like this: okay. Housekeeping. How much fun is this? Keeping a house that's really clean. Oh, no, it wasn't this. No, that was good. Wait, housekeeping, how? Oh, housekeeping, how much fun are you? Yes. Keeping a house that's really clean and true. And true. Can a house be true? Well, Like true in the old-fashioned sense of like, it has honour. Yeah, I like it. So maybe we'll, someone could slap a little bit of a drum and bass thing on that or some sort of beat and we can use it as our regular housekeeping jingle. Because you do all the jingles. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, but it'd be nice to do an do awful it. one like mine. I love that one. Whiskey. What about it? Lots of correspondence about last week's episode about whiskey. I liked it. I'll read one out now. This, this is from <gasps> Kiana Weatherby. What a great name, Weatherby. Mm on YouTube, yeah. who said, whiskey for usefulness. I think your scores were kind of low. Oh, yeah. Lol. It's great for toothaches, yeah. hot toddies for a cold, great for numbing pain, think yeah. Old West and American Civil War times. And if you need to sleep due to insomnia, it's great too. Yeah. LMAO, laughing my ass off. I would give it eight out of 10 for medicinal purposes. Yeah, we did forget that That's whiskey yeah. was almost used as a mild medicine back in the day. Yeah, Fairy Tale on YouTube agrees mm -hmm. and said whiskey is very useful. Two tablespoons and a cup of English breakfast tea makes a cold go away. Drinking it straight gets rid of sore throats, helps with indigestion. Spell indigestion wrong, but that's okay. That doesn't matter. But what you're absolutely right. When I was a kid and you had toothache, your mum would put a cotton ball in whiskey and stick it where the tooth was. I slabbered there on my own finger. Mm. So a, a tiny little kid's drinking a tiny amount of alcohol, which has some numbing, pain-killing and, and also it probably got you a little drunk, so you didn't care about it so Ooh. much. That's what Scotland's like. Yeah. Jen L from, oh, how do you say that? Shinkadidi. 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 No, Shinkadidi. It's near Nantucket. Uh. New, it, it's in New York State. Yeah, in New York State. So it said, hello there. I just, put, I just discovered your podcast, so I'm still catching up. Well, subscribe, subscribe uh, Jen. Yeah. And perhaps this has already been asked, and I haven't heard it yet. However, I heard you both discuss music many times already on your show. And I was wondering what type of music you think Mary and Pippin would be into if they were in our current world. Do you think Mary has a secret fondness for Barry Manilow? Don't we all? 
Or maybe Pippin rocks out to ACDC. Back in black. Oh, Mandy. You came and you left without taking. I think she gave without taking. I don't think she left. I think she gave him, but didn't ask for anything. Well, that's nice. And then he sent her away. Well, it is. I don't know. Mandy. You kiss me and stop me from shaking. He must have been freezing. So a wet night, he must have been outside in the rain, hit him to his bones. Yeah, I think Mary would love Barry Manilow. I could see Mary listening to Barry Manilow. I mean, the the, the actors on the Lord of the Rings films were listening to a plethora of different music, but the Hobbits, Led Zeppelin, I think they'd definitely be listening to Led yeah, Zeppelin. Yeah, some Ze well, Zeppelin love the Hobbits. Right. They love Middle Earth, don't they? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if people know this, but Pippin in the party scene is playing the uh, mandolin in the band. That's right. When um, You're up on stage, when Sam sees um, Rosie Cotton and stuff, uh, it was a nice little thing with the writers. It was Philip Boyens who said, "You actually play, don't you?" And I said, "Yeah." And they said, "Why don't you go up and join the band then?" Oh, great. So, just um, a tiny orange. No, not a, a mandarin. Mm. A mandolin. Mandolin. And oh, those the, little, little Spanish cakes. What's the thing where you can cut your fingers off accidentally? A uh, hunting knife? No. Uh, if you're, cu blade. you're cutting an apple into very thin slices. Oh, julienne. Julienne. As, yeah, if you're cutting it julienne, the thing that you cut it on, I think that's called a mandolin as well. Is it? I think so. Brilliant. Well, we've got a guest. Should we, hey! ho -ho! Should we reposition our posteriors and bring in our guest? I think we should. It's a very I, exciting one. Don't how do you? Uh, now I get, and there's another thing that I get the heebie-jeebies about. I'm currently warming our seat for our guest. Ooh. If I sit on a seat that has been accidentally warmed for me, yeah, does that does that annoy you? Does it go? Well, right you're going you? to sit in this one, right? You've warmed mine. I hate that. So we'll bring on our guest, but Billy, mm -hmm. why don't you just give the audience a little backstory on our wonderful mystery guest? <clears throat> Sam Regal is a Los Angeles-based voice actor and Emmy award-winning voice director. <gasps> Known for his roles in animation and video games, as well as co-founding the massively popular hit show and media brand Critical Role and executive producer of The Legend of Vox Machina. Critical Role has become one of the most popular storytelling and world-building independent media companies in the world, and Sam plays a vital role within the company as a co-founder, primary cast member for the flagship show, and executive producer of The Legend of Vox Machina animated series, which airs exclusively on Amazon Prime Video. Fantastic. You did say flagship but I think you meant flagship, but that doesn't matter because let's bring in Sam. Come on, Sam. We're back. Wow, William. And we've been joined to our right by <laughs> Sam Regal. Hello. Sam, how's it going? It's going great. How are you two? We're great. We're very happy to have you here for a bunch of different reasons because first and foremost, Billy has always been a little confused about Dungeons and Dragons, haven't you, Bills? I have, and I'm I'm still slightly confused about it, if I'm and, honest. And I would say that you're a Dungeons and Dragons expert, right? I, I am a professional yeah, player at this point. So, yes. W was I brought here to this show to just be like a tutor? Is that is that what this, this is, is about? This is mainly why you're here. You're, he you're here to try and have Billy 
understand, leave the show with a, with a general understanding of what Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons is. We obviously want to talk about Critical Role, which is sure, an, sure, sure. an amazing story from just you guys playing Dungeons and Dragons to it turning into an Amazon Prime show and everything in between. But should we start with a little idiot's guide <laughs> Hello. To, to Dungeons and Dragons? Because, yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. We'll get on to Vox Machina and of all course, that, of course. of course, which I've been watching. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you. I thank you. And I'll we'll go deeper into why it's fantastic uh, in a little bit. But and to start I, off... Well, I know three is probably not the best number for a Dungeons & Dragons game. No, it's game. fine. You it's can, okay. You can play with two people. You can play with two. I, pl I play with my two kids, uh, and that's, that's a that's a three a three-person game, and we have a, a great old time. So one Dungeon Master and two players. So let's assume at this point, like let's pretend there's a table in front of us with the die wow. and a map, and you're the Dungeon Master, sure. and you're explaining to an idiot. So, what? so, Billy, I mean, first, let's just get some baseline here. Have you done any acting before? I've done a little before. Okay, okay, that's uh, good. Your Banquo okay. was absolutely incredible. And, and to be honest, in London, they still talk about They do. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'll remember that. This isn't whiskey, by the way, Sam. That oh, was, what is uh, that? This is uh, 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 Scarlet. It's uh, an energy drink. Scarlet male cow. Yes. Oh, well, we're not allowed to say brand names. Well, we, otherwise, you'd have to give us cash to do that. Yeah, oh, got we, it, got we it. will see it for cash. <laughs> um, well, yeah. as an actor, you know, you you sink your teeth into a character and you play that character for the whole project, whatever you're on. It's the same way with uh, Dungeons and Dragons or other role playing games. You you pick a character for yourself. Okay. And you control that character, and just like in the real world, or in a movie, or a TV show. Uh, other characters are doing other things, but you get to sort of you you are the you are the hero of your own story. So you get to c control your own uh, hero character. Your dungeon master or, or game master will lay out uh, like a uh, a situation for you. Let's say okay. uh, he'll say uh, or she'll say um, you walk into a tavern, and over in the corner there's uh, an armed. Uh, soldier uh, carrying a spear. Uh, in the other corner, there's a bartender who's a, a dwarvish man, gruff man, and and mm -hmm. then near near the door, looking a little uh, cagey, is a is a cat person mm -hmm. uh, with a shield. And then you get to say what you and, and then the GM will say what what would you like to do? You can go order order a drink. You can talk to any of those people. You can you can pull out your sword and and challenge someone to a fight. Anything you want to do. He's, I'll, go, he's, I'll, he's, I'll he's, go to the cat person right. and say, "Are you? Would you be open to selling that shield?" Uh, well, then she might say to you, uh, "Who's asking? What's your name?" My name is Tarnus of the House Bottomfelt. Bottomfelt. I soft core porn. I think I've. I think I've. Bottomfelt. I've read. Uh, I've read pamphlets from the Bottomfelt House, and they're very <laughs> racy. Well, yes. Well, I. So, some of them have centerfolds. You know my sister. <laughs> That's your sister. Susan, <laughs> Susan Bottomfelt. <laughs> well, Tarnus, Tarnus Bottomfelt, and I need a shield for my next adventure. 
Oh, what is your next adventure? I Thomas? don't. I don't at this point. Well, then it's no. fortuitous that we've met. For I have an adventure to send you on. Oh, good. <laughs> see, see, see. And right, then it okay. just goes from there, guys. We could keep going for hours, but we're not gonna because this is a podcast. An no, intro. but I like this because this is starting to make sense. There you go. And then also, Sam. What? So that's kind of general introduction tends to always happen, and then sometimes. Billy's character might find himself in a crucial decision-making situation. Oh yes, where right? this is where the dice comes. That's where the dice. Yes, oh, which so, is where I think. Yeah, this so, is where it all. Breaks so in from these yeah. in these types of games, you can do anything. You can talk to people. You can go try to rob the tavern and steal all of its gold. Okay. But the harder the thing is that you're trying to do, uh, it requires a, a roll of the dice. So picking up uh, 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 an ale and drinking it won't. That takes no effort at all. However, if you're trying to steal someone else's ale without them knowing, uh-huh. you'll have to roll a, a, a dice a dice roll to see if you are uh, lucky enough or fortuitous enough to do it. And you get bonuses for certain character uh, c- categories that you're better in. If you're if you're a nimble assassin or something, you might have a bonus uh, to stealing or or something like that. Or if you're uh, if you're an entertainer, you might have a bonus when you're trying to convince someone or lie to someone or or confuse someone. So, uh, but you can do anything. You can try to jump from one building to another. It's just, if you roll a one, you're going to fail. And your your game master will describe, oh, you slip off of the bricks and you lose your footing and you fall 20 feet to, uh, to injure yourself. Tom, it's the new year. Well, it's quite far into the new year True. now. But if you're sticking to your new year promises to yourself, I'll tell you what can help. Magic spoon. Mm. Whether you want to be healthy or you want to get your mornings going quicker, magic spoon will help. Give us some facts, Tom. I'll give you some facts right now. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. And it's only 140 calories per serving. Build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, my favorite, peanut butter, mm, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and of course, maple waffle. They are absolutely delicious, Tom, I tell you that. And you can go to magicspoon.com slash onion to grab a custom bundle of cereal and start your new year off right. Be sure to use the code ONION at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com onion and use the code onion to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Unlike other restrictive diets and workout programs, Noom Weight uses psychology to empower you with the practical knowledge and skills you need to build smarter, more sustainable long-term habits and behaviors. Mm-hmm. Noom isn't like other trendy diets. It actually helps you to get to a healthier you, which is why I love using it. Noom allows it to be about the process with ups and downs. I hate a diet when it feels like you can't eat anything, but Noom actually educates you on how to be healthy to reach your goals. You're the boss. You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around, 5, 10, or 15 minutes a day. How much time you want to spend on the app, it's up to you. More than 60% of users lose 5% or more body weight by 16 weeks, and more than 60% of users engaged with the program keep the weight off for a year or more. Noom is driven by a singular mission, to help as many people as possible live healthier lives through 
behavior change. They use the latest and proven behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good. And through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching, their platform has helped millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. Sign up for your trial and get psychology-based support and motivation to reach your goals at noom.com slash onion. That's noom.com slash onion to sign up for your free trial. So, so... Wait a minute. So if I'm a warrior, yes. and I say I'm going to, I'm going to fight the cat person. Yes. I want to battle them. Yes. And Dom's not a warrior; he's a musician. Sure, that's yeah. so, uh, so. And we're both going to do it. Is it easier for how do how why is it easier for me to roll the well, dice? It's then? easier for you to do some things, some things that require strength, like punching, hitting, and swiping yeah, with swords. That's built into your character. However, would you, would you then Dom, say then, o- Dom over here, if he's a, a musician or a bard, uh, a character that I've that I've played before, I, yeah, I, yeah. Um, yes. uh, he may have musical magic mm. uh, or that can be activated by his his voice or his his lute or his lyre, and so he might not rely on brute strength to conquer the foe. He might rely on uh, his cunning and also his his musical magic. But yeah. then would the dungeon master say, if you roll a five or six, you win? Or how, how does the rolling work? It gets a little bit more complicated where when you get into combat because uh-huh. people have yeah. HP and it becomes a little bit more like a, a video game or a traditional board game where there's multiple rolls and you're losing hit points ah, and stuff. Okay. And, and if you can get them them down to zero hit points, you've won the battle. Um, or if they sort of submit, you can also intimidate them to stop fighting and that sort of stuff. I, in the last, this last Dungeons and Dragons game that I played, I played a halfling monk. Oh, so you would have been wonderful. I was marvelous. So basically, like a, a hobbit monk. And some of the things that he came with was that he was dexterous. I had a very powerful kick that could, I, like a halfling, that could either push people Ooh, away right? or obviously like a little bit of a karate kick. But if you needed to gain distance from someone that's close to you, yeah, that attacks like crazy. Yeah, you can kick them, run like crazy. Another thing that I had built in, it was either built into the monk character or maybe the halfling character was if I tried to do something, <clears throat> excuse me, sneaky like pickpocketing or lockpicking, mm-hmm. And I failed the first time. I had a chance That's to re-roll. That's halfling luck. Yes. So you have these things, uh, so, right? As so a, depending on who you, yeah, it's depending at the start. On, on yes, on your character and your class and stuff. You get different advantages and disadvantages, and you try to play the character uh, to to the to those strengths and or or against those weaknesses. And it's it's real fun for me. It's fun to just sort of sink my teeth into uh, a character, any kind of character. But also, I love. I love failing. It's just so great in a story to fail because right. it leads to awesome, clever moments uh, of inspiration and uh, ingenuity. And um, it's just real funny to me. <laughs> carry on. No, because I was slightly going to change the subject, but I think you should I, carry on. I was going to slightly change the subject. Not really. I'm staying on the subject, but I'm interested in the character building thing. Because when I was watching Vox Machina, mm-hmm. am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes. Machina, Machina. Vox Machina. You're doing it Vox per- perfectly. When I was watching Vox Machina and knowing the background of you guys playing Dungeons and Dragons, and am I right with these characters that are now in Vox Machina? Yes, we started as just a group of friends who were playing at each other's homes. Um, and we were rolling dice and playing as these characters. And, and over the years, we... 
sort of fell in love with the stories and the characters and and developed them and got further and deeper into their backstory until finally we we realized we could tell this epic story in a lot of different formats as, as a as a live play show on Twitch or as an animated series. We also have comic books with these characters and it's really cool, but they all came from this home game. And I think that's what, what makes it so brilliant to watch is it's not like it's just came from a writer and then you put a voice on You can tell these characters have lived lives and, and they have history and and as you say, when there's when there's mistakes, it's it's kind of wonderful to watch how they get out of it. I I was watching it last night and just thinking, this is sort of in the way that uh, Russian theatre, Russian theatre. I, I I saw some great Chekhov in in Russia, and they play the same characters all the way through their career. Oh, really? Like you, if you're doing the Cherry Orchard, you're playing. A, a character in the cherry orchard. Vanya. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Ranevskaya. Yeah. And uh, when you're too old for that character, you switch to another character. Oh, and, cool. and and because of that, when you're watching it, there's a sort of you you sort of sink into your seat and delight in the sort of depth of the character. Mm. And I felt that in Vox Machina. Lived in. That you're like, this isn't just a voice. This is like these characters are it's Old a unique thing. Yeah, you know? it's a unique thing because we, the individuals who play the characters, came up with the characters and and have lived with them for years and years now. Um, so yes, there is that depth of storytelling and backstory and stuff. But there's also fart jokes, you know. Yeah, there's uh, fart jokes. <laughs> yeah, there is. It's great. And I, you're you're a dusty bugger in it. I yeah. know. Well, I'm sorry about that. That's great. And I, he'll grow on you. You guys also <laughs> have a fantastic chemistry as a team. So if one, if one player in the group might be weak at problem solving there's a character that is good at problem solving or if someone's not that great in battle the other one can stand at a distance and do something magical that's one of the key things about dungeons and dragons right is to have yeah you want a well-rounded group like league yeah. of legends like league, league of legends, legends though. we'll do a league of legends update at some point but let can we go can we go back sam so please because uh, we want we want to kind of talk about the origins of vox machina and for people out there that maybe don't play Dungeons and Dragons. I guess we've covered the kind of basics of it. It's a tabletop yeah. game, storytelling game. Yeah, yeah. So it's shared storytelling, and you're you're sitting around a table with your friends and coming up with stuff. Together. And it's it's ongoing. That you, you can have maps. You can use the Dungeons and Dragons company itself to to provide you with maps, or you can use your own maps. Yeah, you can draw draw little doodles on a piece of paper. Or like when I play with my kids, I, I go to their I raid their box of Legos and I build things with Legos that they can oh, right. they can visualize. Nice. Yeah. So you guys started playing Dungeons and Dragons just privately as a group. You you created these characters that you really liked, and then you thought, this is actually a worthwhile group of people telling a story that we think is decent. Let's see if we can put up on put it up on Twitch, which is a kind of YouTube for the gaming community, Correct. essentially, right? Yeah, the, I mean, the, if you want to get back to the real origins of, of the very first time we ever played, I was talking to you guys about this in the kitchen just shortly ago, but I used to do a podcast with my best friend, Liam O'Brien, who's on my... Hey, Liam. Hi, Liam. <laughs> just like you two, uh, friends who do a podcast, we did a podcast, and on one of the episodes of our podcast, he said, hey, you, we, should play, we should play D&D together. And I said, I don't know what that is, but sure, let's try it. And and that's that turned into Critical Role. 
Um, we did it as an episode of our podcast. So I'm, what I'm saying here is you two could stumble onto something during this podcast that becomes huge an ongoing media, multimedia property. As big as Critical Role yes. or bigger. No, Billy, I hope bigger. Billy's, Billy's, a, <laughs> Billy's a massive Star Trek fan, loves space, loves stories being told in space. I love sci-fi too. We had got turned on to another podcast uh, to the fact that there is a, Dungeons and Dragons type game that is all based in space. I'm it's sure intergalactic stuff. Yeah. You were salivating when they yeah, told you. Remember you were drooling. I could be the captain. You, you could be the captain. <laughs> so um, we, might, we might explore that too. Yeah, so we should do it. So I you, love it. There's also a program that I played on called Critical Role, which is a, a, a digital game playing program that allows people to see the role of the dice in the computer. Do you know this thing? There is something like that. I don't think, believe it's called Critical Role. It might oh. be called uh, Roll20. Oh, it might be called Roll20. You're totally right. Yeah. So, um, so but that, there, there's there's all kinds of apps to, to help connect people if you can't meet in person to play. And, and there's really cool apps that can keep track of all your stats and do all the math for you. So you can just focus on having fun and not worrying about like, oh, I got to add this bonus and take away this bonus. and. Yeah. Yeah, so you could be at your so, home yeah. on the west side of LA. I could be uh, at my place. We could have a dungeon master, and they could say, "Okay, Billy, it's your time. It's your turn to attack the giant or whatever." And you click a button, and it rolls the dice for you, adds all your bonuses, tells you, tells the dungeon master how your score was, and then dungeon master tells you how you did. So he, here's my next question on it, and uh, this might be: It's like how much power does the dungeon master have? Like, is, is the rules sort of like if you were doing, um, you know, making up a, a, a little improvised scene? Mm -hmm. Is there rules where, like, the dungeon master, like, he, he couldn't say, you're dead. And then that sort of spoils the No, no, the no. Everyone, everyone has to follow the, the rules of the game. Um, the, the GM or DM of, of games like these is... It's a weird. It's weird because they're the chief storyteller, yeah. right? They're they're the ones who are laying out the world uh, and the scenario for you to interact with, um, but they're also a referee, right? So settling any disputes that come up about these role the the rolls of the dice, but they're also kind of part coach, and they're they're giving you little hints and tricks and tips and like, hey, you might want to try to do this because. You might not know about this power, and so they're they're on they're sort of on your team, even yeah. though they're playing uh, people who, uh, who who are not on your team. See, I like that because even that little five minutes we did in the tavern, mm -hmm. so, uh, it's great. That I enjoyed it. it. I yeah. really enjoyed. It. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I can I can maybe see how this works now. Mm -hmm. Whereas before that, I just thought, well, I don't want to be starting a big story, and then the dungeon master at any point can say. Well, you didn't win, or you. Then it seemed there's no winning or losing. You're just trying to you're trying to create, create a story and it becomes together. Bigger and bigger, yeah. and the, the characters become more interesting. I like it. Let's and, do it. And like a, like a computer game or a video game, as they say in the states, very often you you start at level one, and then you get to a point based on experience or or from doing something in the game where you can get to level fifty. Now, if you're at level one and you meet a level twenty five wolf. You can be in real trouble, but if you're at level fifty and you meet a twenty-five wolf, it's oh. kind of easy for you to okay. kill them. You know, I, I was when I played that last game, the Dungeons and Dragons game, as that halfling monk. I, you know, not very strong in fights, 
So I got to a point where I was kind of touch and go. And then you get a chance to roll the dice three times to kind of save your own life, right? If, if you if you get knocked out or, or uh, yeah. uh, you're not quite dead yet, okay. you, you still have a chance of, of maybe staving off death. So you roll things called death saves to see if you if you can stave off the because the iron grip of death. Mm-hmm. So because you don't want to have been building a character of for course. People two play, years and then yeah, I, and we, then is it gone that character? Yes, and this has happened on our show. <gasps> like we've had we've had characters just straight out die, <gasps> and then that's it. Years of of time yeah. and effort just gone. But and that's what makes it so exciting. Yeah. You can actually die, and you can also do it the other way round, whereby. You know, the, 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 the iconic die in Dungeons & Dragons is, is a 20-sided die. Well, we're using die in two different ways now. Yeah, <laughs> dice, you know, dice, yeah, so die. The, the plural of dice. Yeah. Yes. So, so you can be in real dire straits. Oh, God. Oh, God. God. We're going Wait, down we got dire, thing. die, and die all in the same you can sentence? Be, you, can, you can be in trouble. <laughs> And it, you know, you you can kind of be backed up into a corner and think I'm in trouble here. And if you roll a perfect twenty, yeah. then the dungeon master is like, okay, you were in real trouble. You climbed up the side of the wall and did like a double flip, and you landed on your feet, and you'd never done that before in your entire life. And at the same time, you caught a sword in midair and cut the guy's head off. And because the chance of you doing it is one in twenty, and you hit a perfect twenty. Sometimes it happens like that, right? It does. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, cool. natural twenties are like pretty exciting. It. It's it's a great, it's a great, it's great. It's great for anyone. You don't have to be an actor. You don't have to be a performer to do it. It's just fun to sit around and. I mean, it's something that's as old as time, right? People yeah. sitting around yeah, camp campfires or whatever. Yeah, just telling a story with your with your buds. Yeah. Um, and maybe sipping a mysterious uh, urine colored beverage so we go we keep um jumping around in the in the time scale and that's brilliant but to, so to go back you guys started to post <clears throat> excuse me your dungeons and dragons sessions on twitch and it started to create a snowballing amount of followers right everything right it did. no my my, my mic was <coughs> at a, a weird angle jaunty of I've sorted that thing. Nice. Yes, we we just we thought that it was. By the way, we thought it was a terrible idea to broadcast our our game. We didn't think anyone would want to watch it. Who wants to watch a bunch of people sit around and and play a game by themselves for three or four hours at a sitting with no edits? And it's not like we're in costume and we're swashbuckling around. We're just sitting at a table in street clothes, sometimes munching on pizza while we're playing. It's not very visually exciting. Yeah. Uh, At least it wasn't at the beginning. And so um, a friend of ours, Felicia Day, asked us to uh, uh, if we wanted to broadcast our games on her Twitch channel. And we said, no, it's stupid. Don't. No, absolutely not. And she said, pretty please. And we were like, all right, we'll give it a shot. And lo and behold, we didn't expect it, but people really got into the characters and the world. Uh, and they they started watching it like one would watch a soap opera, just really invested in <laughs> where these characters are going to go and their romances and their faults and um, and also, I, th- I feel like it unlocked um, something in the community that watches us. Uh, a lot of them wanted to play games with each other, too. And so uh, our our amazing Critical Role community, they're called Critters, the, the people who watch the show. A lot of them have found each other and started their own uh, uh, D&D games and D&D groups across the country or internationally. We've met people who have gotten married because... They met another fan of Critical Role and started playing D and D together, That's and great. fell in love and got married. And 
uh, it's just really cool to to be a part of something where people are coming together and, and experiencing this this fun together and, and as storytelling. You, as you said, your your show in a lot of ways could kind of uh, showcase a template for how to play Dungeons and Dragons. So people be like, ah, this looks a little bit, bit intimidating. How are these guys doing it? And you can watch. Oh, they're all sat around and there's a map and there's some totally. That's how it works. Totally. Yeah. One, uh, one of my buddies on the show, Travis, uh, he always says this sports metaphor where like if you took the rule book to football, mm-hmm. uh, you would look really boring, right? Yeah. But if you watch people play it, it's yeah. like, oh, that's exciting. I could do that. So it's the same thing. People are watching us play and realizing like, oh, it's not, it's not super nerdy. It's not super mathy. It's just fun. You're just just shooting the shit, you know? And how long were, were you on this Twitch channel before people started watching? Was that a slow burn? Or it was what? a slow burn. I mean, even even now, we uh, from the beginning, I think a few hundred people maybe watched. And yeah. then the next time it was almost a thousand and, and on and on and on until now, tens of thousands of people watch us every week, sometimes more than a hundred thousand live. Um, and... Uh, and then after we drop the episodes on YouTube, hundreds of thousands more watch every week. And none of this was planned. We still, at our core, we just like playing with each other because we're friends. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing now that that all these people are tuning in and, and invested in our characters and our world. And we, we as performers, obviously love spreading, uh, spreading it far and wide. Uh, but our intent was just to kind of have fun. So... The Twitch channel, yes, Critical Role, yes, starts to gain some traction, starts mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. snowball a little bit, and and you start to post some feed some stuff over to your YouTube channel. At what point did you and the gang sit down and say, "Why don't we try and turn this into an animated oh, yeah. feature? Why don't we make it into characters that people can actually see instead of it being voices?" Sure. Well, the way that we all met as friends initially is we're voice actors. Right, we we right. all do uh, animation and video games and commercials and stuff uh, with our voice. So we were all were always used to playing characters that eventually got animated. Right. <laughs> so it just, I think, in the back of all of our minds. Um, the game that we play is it's it's almost like a radio play like there's no there's no visual component so we were always using our imaginations to imagine like what these characters would look like how how these battle sequences would look mm-hmm. and for a lot of us when when we sort of closed our eyes and, and imagined it we would always imagine it animated just cuz that's the world that we work in sure. yeah um so when our, our more and more people started watching the show we thought it would be a great idea to pitch an animated series version of, of our characters and world. So mm. we went around to all the big ones, the Netflixes and Disney's and all that stuff. And we pitched our show and everyone said, no, mm. <laughs> they hated it. They thought it was a real stupid idea, um, which, you know, to be fair, probably was at the, at the time. And so we were super bummed for a while. And then we realized we have this cool amazing asset that no one else has, which is our amazing uh, fans, the Critter community, who really wants to see, uh, you know, not just our our characters out there, but they want to see us succeed. And they've been so supportive through this whole thing. So we threw it back to uh, the Critters and said, hey, we want to make an animated pilot. Can we raise some money? So we did a Kickstarter. Um, For people who don't know what Kickstarter is. 
Kickstarter is like Dungeons and Dragons. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, Kickstarter is just a crowdfunding site like yep. GoFundMe or, or, or any other indie indie go go. Yep. I don't know what yep. they're called. Anyway, we we uh, solicited um, fundraising for to make an animated series. No, an animated pilot, and they cra- They destroyed our expectations. We ended up raising millions of dollars, a preposterous amount of money. Really? Way more than we could have ever wanted or asked for. What was your initial target? What was the target that you set? Animation is expensive. Yeah. So to make a half-hour animated pilot, we were shooting for $750,000, which is like a moderately budgeted half-hour of animation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not super high-end, right. not super low-end, kind of in the middle. Yeah. And they they raised eleven point four million dollars for us, <laughs> a, a bananas amount of money. That's insane. And how long? How long did that? It took, took? forty five days. Forty five. You guys must have been freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And on the first day, I can't even remember the numbers, but it was millions the first day, and we were. We were calling each other, texting each other, throwing up. You know, I yeah. I, I, I went to the ba- bathroom feeling dizzy. <laughs> it was so you, it was bizarre. At no <laughs> point did you think, I'm just gonna sever my ties with my pals and draw that money. Just out take it all and go to Cancun and head to Rio or Cancun. <laughs> I wonder how many pe- how many of you guys sat around and thought, wait, eleven million dollars. <laughs> so you, you so the idea was to make a pilot to then shop it around again. Yes, to show to, because it's such a strange concept. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to, to make something to show understand. people. Yeah. yeah. So but then instead, when you had all we had all this money. We had enough to make a whole make season the of the show. Yeah. Without asking anyone. Exactly. And then you can keep it looking the way that you want. Yes, yes. And make by the way, decisions. it looks fantastic. Thank Who you. did the animation? It's- we partnered with an uh, uh, animation studio called Titmouse. It's right, it's right here. In fact, you can probably see it oh, from really? this, this window. It's, it's in Hollywood. It's beautiful. Remember when I went in, so I was lucky enough to play a, a, a minor character in this thing. I minor. Went, You're a super important oh, character. Oh, that's very sweet. I went in and I said to Billy when I, because we were doing the podcast at the time, I, I, I came out and I said to Billy, oh, I saw a few of the artistic renderings of yeah. the world and it just looks incredible. That, I mean, I love animation anyway, but just the, the buildings, the, the architecture, the characters… I said to Billy, it's such a stylish yeah. uh, animated piece. And it, it is brilliant. The whole look of the world is fantastic. Yeah, they really did a great job. I mean, Titmouse is amazing. They they do uh, comedy shows like Big Mouth. Then they oh, do right. like hardcore adult type shows like uh, Metalocalypse and stuff. So they have a lot of different styles. But they're super cool. They got it immediately. The guy who owns Titmouse is a longtime D&D player. He's had a long, he's had a game with the same friends for 20 years now that they, they they keep playing um, over and over. Brilliant. And uh, they just got it right away and they helped us make this show and then uh, we when we embarked on on making it with this amazing contribution of our of our critter community, we realized we needed them to also see the show. <laughs> and so we needed someone to put the show on their yeah, s- put their show up right. so that the, 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 the yeah. Um, and so we we went around to all those same meetings again with the the Disney's and Netflixes of the world who had passed on the project. And wouldn't you know it, uh, they were all like, "Yeah, we'll take it, man." Yeah. <laughs> oh, you made it, right? That's yeah. brilliant because you. I mean, very rarely do you walk into those meetings. Usually, you're you're saying to them, "We have an idea. Can you help us make it?" Yeah, you're walking into those meetings saying. Here it is. Yeah. Do you want it? Yes. That's such a great power. Oh, my God. It was amazing. It was That's great. fantastic. Yeah. 
<laughs> Our friend uh, Mark Ordesky, who we should have on the podcast at some point, mm. who ran Fine Line Features, <clears throat> excuse me, which is the kind of uh, splinter group of New Line that was associated with making the yeah. Lord of the Rings trilogy. He's been playing Dungeons and Dragons for, I think, 15 or 20 years. And a couple of years ago when I met Mark for lunch, he brought his maps and the maps are all discolored now over so sure. many years of playing it. And they started out like this. And he's had an extension and an extension and an extension. Brilliant. We should have him on to bring yeah. those maps and obviously talk about Lord of the Rings. But that's the great thing about D&D is if, if you're into it, it can just keep going. It can be a lifelong passion or just a one-night fun fun things with your friends. Um, but yeah, we, we totally lucked out with the whole process. We landed it at, uh, at Amazon Prime Video and they were amazing. They they gave us an, an amazing gift. Also, they gave us 14 more episodes um, that they financed. And so we got to make, uh, we're making two seasons of the show mm-hmm. and it got to be translated into all these different languages and, and shown around the world. And we're just, we're just thrilled that we're just thrilled. I yeah, mean, it's, it's like it's, it's, the, wild story. it's the top show on Amazon just now. It, yes, it? It, it has I mean, been. Yeah, that is great. That's and it all came story. from you playing a game and people wanting to watch it. And now look at it. Dom. Well, wow, that was Sam. I mean, as creatives, isn't that what we all want to do? Something that comes from a real place. They're having fun. They're all voice actors creating characters. These characters become so real and then you get to make a show about it. Yeah, it's a brilliant story and very inspirational because he's able to say, we love what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We want to uh, have the freedom to continue to make our own artistic choices. So we'll crowdfund it from the fans Mm -hmm. and then we have all the control and all the power. And like you said, the show speaks for itself. It's full of passionate people working really hard for a common goal. Vox Machina on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Check it out. It's brilliant. And look back at the um, critical role these guys doing their stuff uh, on the internet. It's brilliant. Guys, get in touch with us. Uh, send us all of your emails. That's uh, the Friendship Onion at castmedia.com. That's Cast with a K. Also, if you leave any comments on our uh, YouTube channels and wherever you get your podcasts, we'll read them. We have a Spotify playlist that you can check out. You can leave voicemails. We're, we're growing this community as well. We're growing a community. It's what we're doing. It's, it's all our about crashes. Wait, where can they leave voicemails? Uh, At speakpipe.com forward slash The Friendship Onion. Fantastic. And we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Toodles. Bye-bye. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright, I'm your oyster, baby, you're my pearl. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.